News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro. The views and opinions on this show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of WGNS, its management, other hosts, or advertisers. And good evening, everyone. We're running a little late tonight. That's no problem. Ed Raymer for the Evan Lee Raymer Show back with you again for another Sunday. Trust everyone has had a great week and getting ready for another great week coming up as it is Sunday night here once again at 8 o'clock. Always glad to be with you live from the uh, just off the historic square here at WGNS here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, Rutherford County, down from down the road. Just a stone's throw from Rutherford County Courthouse. Many of you said you'll be listening in. I will give you a bit of advice if you can. When you do say you want to call, please call on not my private, not on my, my phone. Call on the station line if you want to be on the, <laughs> on the air. I mean, we've got a way to put it on, but it's a lot it's a lot easier for uh, Jackson, who's working the board, if he can just hit a button and put you on that way, okay? Uh, I'll tell you what, Jackson's on the board and going to be doing a good job, as always, I'm sure. And uh, we're going to kick off right now. But for right now, my name is Edwin, Edwin excuse me, my name is Edwin Lee Raymer, and yes, I'm still a private investigator. Welcome aboard. This is the Edwin Lee Raymer Show with your host, Ed Raymer, on your good neighbor station, News Radio, WGNS Murfreesboro. upper lip for you from ACDC, and yes, this is Evan Lee Raymer Show, and I'm your host, Ed Raymer. Welcome aboard. This show is produced at Studios WGNS, AM 1450, 100.5, or 101.9 FM, right here in the heart of the great volunteer state, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can reach me tonight with your questions, comments, or thoughts at 615-893-1450. That's 615-893-1450. Now, you can also send us a text at that number, and Jackson will be glad to read it for us over the air. He'll write it down, give it to me, and I'll read it for you, whatever the case may be. For some of you that may not wish to go on the air live. Now, you can also watch us live via YouTube, okay? My wife sometimes just simply listens on Alexa. Um, There's many other formats, uh, Stitcher. Uh, that comes to mind. Uh, we're not on Facebook Live anymore, Jackson. I'm right. We're not on Facebook Live anymore, right? Yeah, we're just on YouTube. And go to just type in, leave off the V. Just put Edwin Lee Raymer Show, okay? And uh, we're on there live right now. We're on there live right now. So you should be able to pull us up sometime. And I just finished talking to. I think it was Tony. And uh, Tony, I hope you're listening. Um, Hope I got you straightened out on that. Hopefully, got you some help on that. Um, uh, having some trouble listening, uh, you know, and it, it it does happen. So anyway, 
um, try it out, and you got to play with it a little bit sometimes. So just just work with it. But there's a number of different ways to listen to us. And um, like I said, you can always uh, listen on the radio, too. That's you know that's what I signed up for was radio. We didn't sign up for television and all that. Signed up for radio at uh, 1450 a.m. and 100.5, 101.9 FM. And you know, it's amazing how so many people, we don't have a radio in the house anymore. We really don't. But you do if you use your phone, okay? And you can download uh, the... Uh, um, WGNS app and take WGNS with you wherever you go, listen whenever you wish and take a listen to Angela Bingham, I didn't get to hear Angela tonight, but she does a great job and all of our broadcast uh, the folks are doing a real good job and uh, Carol Ann thank you down in Chattanooga for listening I appreciate you so much and all the rest of you I'll tell you what Jackson, we're going to start out here I'm going to do this dry and then uh, we're going to go to our first series of breaks and uh, I want to tell you about Keep It Running, Heat and Air. And if your family and friends are looking for a locally, family-owned, locally-owned heating and cooling company, I want to introduce you to Joe at Keep It Running, Heating and Cooling Company. Now, he's got over 12 years' experience in this field. And his company, Keep It Running, are located right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And they're fully insured and licensed and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to help you with your, all your heating and cooling needs. And uh, it looks as though... Uh, it looks as though uh, we're going to be needing him for some cooling needs <laughs> because I think we're going to get some 100-degree temperatures. I think that the official dog days of summer are about to get here. So if you're looking for a man you can trust and a company you can trust and good, good, good people, call Joe today, 615-962-2397. That's 9, 615-962-2397. Or you can visit their website, at www.keepitrunningheatingandcooling.com. That's keepitrunningheatingandcooling.com. And you can catch them on Facebook as well. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go to our first series of breaks. Jackson's going to take us there. And we're going to be back with you in a minute. We've got a couple things we're going to talk about. One is uh, our county property assessor, Rob Mitchell, is going to give us a call uh, in reference to last week's show. And uh, we're going to bring you up to date on what's going on there. He did an interview with one of the ladies on Channel 5. We're going to talk about that here in just a minute. Ed Bramer for the Ed Lee Ramer Show. Stay with us. Hello, everyone. It's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. 
Hey, this is Ed, everybody. Want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low-maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at completeyardcaretn.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murfreesboro Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Northfield Boulevard, right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who's trying to listen. Some of you can't. I understand perfectly well. I, uh, you know, we're going to be going a little later. Jackson's got a piece he's going to pull up for us. Uh, this one is off of MSNBC, but it was both places, CNN and MSNBC. And, uh, and it, it pertains by two of the most respected scholars on um, on the United States Constitution that we have in this country. J. Michael Ludage, who is a former judge, and Professor Lawrence Tribe, he's professor of law at Harvard University, and making the case for Trump's disqualification for public office because of the 14th Amendment, I believe, and I think it's the Part C that says he cannot run Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. And uh, so uh, he's, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about that later. And this is a real thing, okay? Uh, is that for me? I think I have a call for me. Hello. Hello, caller. You're on the air. I'm not hearing you. Sorry. Okay, you want to try it again? Okay, let's try it again, okay? You call her call back, if you would, please. We must have hit the wrong button. I, I may have. I don't know. And uh, let us uh, let us get you on the air, if we can, please. Okay. Um, but we're going to be talking about this. And like I said, these are two of the most respected minds uh legal minds in this country and uh uh it's going to be interesting i want you to hear what they have to say now what i have to say what they have to say and they're certainly more qualified to bring this to you than uh, than me so uh okay we're here okay we're going to try it again hello hello ed yes yes Hey, this is Rob. Sorry about that. Oh, no problem. I'm with you here. No, no problem. We're here. Rob Mitchell, 
You're a Rutherford County property assessor. How are you, Rob? Doing well, doing well, Ed. It's been an exciting week. It has. You know, I called because, um, as you know, you and I talked earlier in the week. Uh, well, you were with us last Sunday over right. the uh, situation we have with the uh, the, the homeowners, the uh, uh, Senior Citizen Homeowners Program. <clears throat> I want you to explain it again because I had a couple people stop me this week and said, hey, what's that guy talking about? They, they're just not <laughs> sure. Now, the... To, to clarify this, this is a program that has, they're not starting anything new. This is a program that's already on the books, right? Well, uh, there is a pro, there are actually two programs currently on the books. There's senior tax freeze. Okay. Uh, which freezes your taxes and your taxes won't go up so long as you're over the age of 65 and you make less than between thirty six and $40,000 a year, depending on the county that you live in and if your county's adopted it. Uh, the other program is the Senior Tax Relief, which is celebrating its 50th birthday this year. Uh, it's its golden anniversary, uh, and it is if you make less than $32,000 or $34,000 a year for all members of the household, and the one that's applying for the relief is 65 or older, then the first $30,000 of market value of your home, the state will reimburse your property taxes on. So in Rutherford County, if you're a very low-income senior person, you would get a benefit of $145. Okay, and now what, to be clear, this uh, has this even been modified in fifty years? This went into pro into practice and went into effect in seventy three. I mean, that's quite a while ago. Right. It, I think the only thing that's been modified is the qualifying income. The amount of right. market value that applies to it has not, and the age of who can apply for it hasn't either. Uh, they did add several years ago disabled veterans, mm -hmm. and their program is slightly different. Uh, they can get the first $175,000 of market value uh, rebated back to them. Now, uh, again, and, and ladies and gentlemen, we, we don't want to be beating a dead horse, but this is important. You did an interview, was it Tuesday with Channel 5, Tuesday or Wednesday when I talked to you? Uh, I think yeah. it was Tuesday. Yeah. I'm not sure, but anyway, we'll stand corrected on that. Great job, by the way. Um, and... Now, you're getting calls on this from other counties already. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got a call from uh, a lady over in Loudoun County who is, right. you know, wanting to know what they needed to do. I got a call from a gentleman who is uh, a retired CPA and an attorney in Cock County, and he was going over to talk to his county commissioners and his county mayor right after he got off the phone with me. He's... He's very positive and fired up about it. And I got a call from the property assessor in Mountain City, Tennessee, right. up in Johnson County, up in Far East Tennessee. And he said right. he heard about it, and he thinks it's great. And he's going to talk to his legislators about it to see if they will get behind it, because it would it would definitely help the citizens in uh, in East Tennessee. Most of my calls have been from folks over in East Tennessee. Now, I did get right. uh, so, some messages and stuff from some folks here locally, uh, some calls. And uh, 
but just a tremendous amount of support from East Tennessee. The folks over there, you know, really see the benefit to this. And, uh, the, you know, they're not as fortunate as Middle Tennessee is to have all the growth. Well, you know, and, and it's, it's important, Rob, because I had two, maybe three people, and I'm going to say two, that stopped me this week. And, you know, a lot of people won't. We have a great number of people that listen to us every Sunday night, or they have their favorite you know, their favorite broadcasts they listen to and then turn the radio off or whatever. Or they might be driving yeah. to work, whatever. And just happen to pick us up in crosstalk. That's fine. And, you know, but when people start and say, hey, you know, what, what, what's this guy talking about? What is this? They have, they've never heard of it, you know. Yeah. And we're talking about average. I'm talking about average folks. I'm talking about a bunch of multimillionaires, a bunch of developers and contractors and all that. Nothing wrong with being a multimillionaire, being a contractor developer. I had a contractor's license and want myself. But, I mean, this is important. Now, explain again how you want to modify the program, and if you would, please. And, and then, of course, in the end, I want you to let people know again how to get in touch with the governor, because this is a state program. You're welcome to call your, your uh, local people, but now, as I understand, Rob, and correct me if I'm wrong, I know you will, this has nothing to do with local politics, really. I mean, as far as no. your county goes, as far as county goes, it'll have to be enacted by the state, correct? Right. That's correct. It, it, uh, the state would have to vote to expand the program right. and to release some of the surplus money that they, they have accumulated that is not on their budget. Right. You know, so just uh, it. So, I mean, we had a 16 percent property tax increase. Yes, we did. Right. We've had a lot of folks discussing uh, adding impact fees right. on the property. Read about the paper uh, this week. So You're right. It, mm -hmm. You know, so everybody's trying to find a way to get more money from the citizens. Right. You know, and, and eventually the citizens are just going to say, you know, <laughs> Where's the return on my investment? I've invested I in this community, so I, I did some I did some calculations. Now, in 2003, somebody that lived in a seventy-five thousand dollar home uh, today, uh, so we go twenty years because that's what my plan is calling for. They would have paid about twenty-nine thousand dollars in property taxes. That's gauging for the the way our property tax rate and our values have have escalated over time. That's what they would have uh, paid so far cumulatively. Right. Right. They, they okay. would have cumulatively paid about $29,000 to Rutherford County to pay for their portion of schools, their portion of government operations, their portion sure. of safety, their portion of ambulance. And... After 20 years, the majority of people actually was surprising pay off their homes, but they pay off their mortgages between seven and 12 years. Right. A lot of people will get them paid off. Sure. Yeah. Right. They'll get them paid off. So my proposal is this, to expand the current tax relief program, which may have, may have been $30,000 in 1973 was quite a bit. It's not quite a bit now. No, it's not. Uh, no, no. So it, go ahead and, and el eliminate the $30,000 cap. 
eliminate the income requirements. So if you're 65 years old, regardless of what your home is, you would be eligible. The other eligibility, make sure that the people have lived in the community for 20 plus years. Right, right. They're, they've actually picked, because the theory behind this, Ed, is property taxes are strictly local. Right. They're, they're strictly local. They're, they're here. So they would, they've paid in for 20 years. They're age 65. And maybe they have no mortgage. Maybe that's a qualifier that we put on it. Maybe we don't. But let's, sure. let's throw it out there and say, and they've paid off their mortgage. So if they've done all of these things, then they don't have to pay more property taxes. Right. Okay. They're reimbursed by the state. The state holds the county harmless. Whatever the county says has to be paid, the state pays on their behalf. Sure. Out of the surplus that the state has. To say thank you, resident, Mr. Yeah. and Mrs. Resident, you've paid your taxes, you've worked hard, you've done a good job, you've lived here in the county. Because as you and I know, and uh, I moved here in 1980, and in that period of time, 43 years now I've had people over the years unfortunately good people that came up and said you know I've had enough of this growth I've had enough of this property taxes going through the roof I can't stand it anymore you know and they've moved to other counties whereas this incentive might have kept them here in their home and let's say what you can save six five six seven hundred dollars a year by not paying property tax, hey, that buys a lot of paint, you know. Uh, it's it's and, actually be more than that. It, sure, it would, sure. You're saving at least two to you know two to three thousand dollars a year in most cases. Exactly. But you know what and I'm that saying? Money they would, yeah, that money they would reinvest. Sure. They'd reinvest it in their house. They may have to have their house ADA compliant. Sure. Because they're aging. Sure. And that money would go to local contractors to fix up their house so that they could they could age in place and stay in involved in their community. And when you say because ADA, you're talking about older. you know wheelchair lamps, grab bars, all the yeah. stuff that us older people have to have to get by. Believe me, yeah, a walk-in shower, right? And it buys a lot of gutters and shutters too, you know. Yeah, and and it and this this happens every year. This is not just a one-time deal. Goodbye. I mean, this goes on every right. year for the rest of their lives if they're willing to stay That's here. It. Well, I think it's a great program, and I'll tell you what. It you know, people are so skeptical anymore, and I you know you and I run into this. Okay. Oh yeah. And they're very skeptical. We've got a big thing going on now with impact fees and all that. I understand. You know, people. Well, they're not going to do anything for us. I can understand it. Can you? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I understand I mean, the, the skepticism and the cynicism sure. because, you know, unfortunately, government is run by politicians. Yes, it is. You know, it is. Sure. Um, uh, I guess I'm a politician, but I'm a poor politician because <laughs> I'll tell you what I think. And, okay. and I seriously believe that, you know, the only reason we're here is – to make this world better. Right. And 
we we've got we all have a job to do. We were elected to administer offices, but we have a calling to lead. We have a moral obligation to lead. Right. Now we can mm-hmm. show up. We can do the bare minimum. We cannot rock the boat. We cannot actually try to work for the citizens and get a nice paycheck, or we can actually upset people and try to do something good and something that's lasting. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's what's important. You know, so I, I did, I posted a link on your Facebook page, Ed. Please. So if folks would like to sign the the petition, every sign, every time somebody signs the petition, it generates an email that goes straight to the governor. Nothing you have to do other than just, just sign it. That's it. Now, it's a change.org petition, so they'll ask if you want to promote it, and they'll ask you for a donation of 2 3 $4 so that they'll blast it out there. That's not necessary to do. The more effective way to spread it is just if you'll just personally share it with your friends. Right. There are links over there to let you send it by email, to post it on your Facebook page, to post it on your Twitter feed. Um you know, or to to link it and send it in a text to your folks. That's that's the best way to get this out there and to actually get people moving in the right direction. Because right. you look at the horn honking that went on, I guess it's almost twenty years ago now, that stopped the state income tax. That was that was a done deal. Right. It was mm-hmm. it was going to sure. happen until people said, "Wait a minute, you're not getting you're getting enough of my money." Right. No more. Yeah. No, right. Live within your means. We have and the highest what? sales tax that there is in the nation, I believe. Well, we we may. Yeah. Uh, you know, and we have other we have other fees that are that are added on there too. But the the thing about income taxes, you can you can love them, you can hate them, but every time you give an income tax, somebody finds a loophole. Sure. And it's always sure. it's always the rich people that find a loophole. Right. Oh, yeah, they can find it. Or if they can't, you know, the accountants or their lawyers can't. I mean, that's right. Sooner or later, they will find it, you know. But but, this is pretty well, what I like about this is pretty well a straight, straight, right down the pike deal, you know. And it's already been on the books for 50 years. It's already been there. We just, all it needs is an expansion of the existing program. Right. So, it's already in place. It's already constitutional. Right. So you don't have to go through the constitutional convention type of deal where you have to, you know, it takes it'll take eight years to get anything done. Well, and here's another thing. These emails, they go directly to the governor's office. Is that correct? Right. Okay. So he's going to be aware, say, hey, what's going on? You know. That's right. So, you know, if you really want to get his attention, let's all of these emails come in with the same thing. They come in requesting to empower the Golden Homeowners Tax Relief Program. Right. To expand mm-hmm. it, to give relief to our seniors. The Golden so, Homeowners Tax Relief Program. And people can look that up online, too, through the state, right? They, it's it, They have a website right. for it. Right. Uh, what right. Is it, TN.gov? TN.gov, yes, I believe. Yeah. TN.gov, it's, it's just a tax relief program. I threw the golden on it because, you know, sure. I, I yeah. think we're golden. Yeah, I sure appreciate that, <laughs> Mr. Mitchell. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you. Uh, now, 
how do people, and you gave your own personal number up here last time. I'm not going to do that. I won't take, be privy to do that. But how do people get a hold of you if they say, hey, you know, Rob, I mean, by the way, did any of the other television stations in Nashville or any of the other areas get in touch with you? Have they been in touch? Only one was uh, Channel 5. Right. Okay. Uh, um, it, it was it was sent to the Tennessee, and it was sent to the DNJ. Uh, it was sent to every news outlet in Middle Tennessee, and WGNS, you, and right. Channel Five were the only ones that thought it was important enough to cover. And well, uh, I do. I think it is. Said it was their number one viewed broadcast. Is that uh, is that right? Was, yeah. On their website, it had gotten mm -hmm. more hits and more interest than anything they had that entire week. Well, because it's sometimes, you know, it's like they've always said, you know, this thing, that's ah, too good to be true. You know, no, it's not. This is one time it's not too good to be true. This can be done if the people will stick together and say, hey, governor, you know, hey, representative, get our representatives off their backsides and say, hey. This guy's got an idea, and I'm not trying to toot your horn. You don't need that. But you know what I'm saying, to say, we've got a man here that's got an idea, and I think we kind of like this, you know. Well, it's it's real easy to tell somebody why something won't work. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yes, sir, I agree. You can come up with a thousand reasons yeah. I won't. Give me one why it will. It's, it's real easy to say something won't work because all you have to do is say it won't work. You don't have to provide any proof. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, show us how you can make it work. Sure. When when we told the state of Tennessee they weren't going to get any more money from us, guess what? They came up with money other places. Yeah, they, they pulled, but they pulled their horns in. Places. Yeah. Yeah. They, it's possible. The same thing is possible with local government. Right. We can we we can do things. Right. Uh, I mean, we've done it in in our office. I know you have. You you've you've lived within your means, and the old term "use it or lose it" does not work with you. I know you you're not a fan of that moniker. No, uh, if I don't need it, I'm I'm going to give it back to the. I'm not going to burn it. I'm giving it back <laughs> to the citizens. Right. You know, here, yeah. This is the money we we found a way to save money. Every year, this is my best guess on my best estimation. It's not a guess. We calculate out how much we believe we're going to need. Then we try to find. Then we try to find ways in operations that we can cross train. We can get people to do more, and we can leverage technology. And you can keep people. And we can keep. And you and can, can keep them and get them paid. Right. Right. Instead, because you know what it costs to replace, and here I go with my friend again, you know what it costs to replace a Russell Key? A, oh, irreplaceable. A bunch of money. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's a bunch of money. Take his experience and his knowledge, his know-how, and, and of course, his wit and humor always goes with it, too. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he is. I mean, you know, you, and you want to keep him. And you want to keep him happy. Okay. I mean... You don't have to just, you know, go down the road throwing $100 bills at him, you know, a fistful of time. But you know what I'm saying, because this is a reasonable right. man, and he's a good man, and he, and he does a good job, you know. So. Well, and, and most most people in, in, in the office, in any organization, they want to feel valued. 
Sure. And they they have ideas on how to do what they do better. Right. But government traditionally is not structured in such a way as to encourage people to have input and decision-making authority on how they can improve their processes with what they do. Right. Mm-hmm. We let our folks do that. Wow. Now, we don't let them run hog wild. We set, you know, we set the, the standard parameters up. But conversation I had with everybody, I said, look, you know, I want you to come up with ideas and be a valuable part of this team. So if you find a way that we can, you believe we can do something better, bring it to us and let we'll analyze it and see if we can put it in place if it will work. Certainly. But always be thinking about that. Right. Rob, yeah. go ahead. Oh, that's that that was it. Okay. Well, I want to thank you for calling back in. This is getting some tread now. You're trying to get some we're getting the rubber on the road. And uh we're going to keep pushing here I am and because I've got people that are asking about it. And I want to thank well, you for taking your time on a Sunday night to hey, call in. Thank I, you so much. I appreciate you, Ed, and I appreciate WGNS because really the the whole thought about this, you know, part of the germ for getting this started was when uh, when Bart called and had me on with Scott one morning. Right. And, and in between things, we were talking about it. And, and I think I said on here then, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to just abating all the taxes over age 65. Right. And then mm-hmm. it was that conversation right there that, that sometimes you have to speak things into being. And it was like, well, yeah, why can't we? Right. We've got a $2.1 billion unbudgeted surplus. Right. Surely to heavens, as smart as the people are in government, they can come up with a way to make this work. Yeah, I'm, you know, contrary to popular belief, I believe we've got some pretty sharp people, okay? They're not all a Tommy Tuberville that can't name the three executive branches of government, the three branches of government, you know? <laughs> no, serious, you know, I'm serious. I'm being serious. Yeah, most, we've got some smart men. They don't necessarily have to hold the, the title of congressman or senator, you know? I mean, there's a lot of smart young people out there, you know? Rob... Thank you so much. Have a great week. When I can help in any way I can, if we can here at WGNS, you know I'm just a phone call away. You got my number. I sure appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. Rob Mitchell, your Rutherford County property assessor. Thank you, Rob. And I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go to a series of breaks here, and we're going to get into our second half of our show here. And if you're looking for a local family to keep you, for an locally owned heating and cooling company, well, I've got it for you. I want to introduce you to Joe at Keep It Running Heating and Cooling. Now, he's got over 12 years' experience in the field, and Joe and his company, Keep It Running, are located right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, right here in Rutherford County. They're fully insured and licensed and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, help you and your family with all your heating and cooling needs. And you're going to be needing him this next few next couple of weeks, I assure you. So if you're looking for a company you can trust, call Joe today at 615-962-2397. That's 962-2397, area code 615. Or you can go visit their website at www.keepitrunningheatingandcooling.com. It's keepitrunningheatingandcooling.com. And you can catch them on Facebook as well. Keep it running, heating and cooling, right here in Rutherford County, Tennessee. Stay with us. We'll be back right after this. 
Hello, everyone. It's Ed with Private Investigations in Middle Tennessee. You know, if you just need someone checked out on a background check, tag them a run, or if you need someone full-fledged follow, give us a call. You can reach me at 615-390-7219. That's 615-390-7219. Or check out our website at piofmt.com. That's piofmt.com. I felt so alone, scared, angry, full of self-pity. I just wanted to die, so I took another drink. Then I heard about AA and went to my first meeting. The people there talked about those same feelings. I was no longer alone. They gave me help to stop drinking and hope to start living. Alcoholics Anonymous, it works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or aa.org. Hey, this is Ed, everybody. Want to tell you about a sponsor of ours. We've got Complete Yard Care. Their slogan is, we do it all. Low-maintenance landscape design, retaining walls, tree removal, stump grinding, lawns cut mulching, landscaping. Now, you can reach them at 615-785-0384. Or you can look them up on the web at completeyardcaretn.com. They have a five-star ranking on Google. That's Complete Yard Care. We do it all. Go to J. Mullins Jewelers and check out their collection of reactor watches. They're located at 352 West Murphy Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And also, custom-made jewelry if you want it, they can make it for you. Also, gifts for any and all occasions. Weddings, graduations, family reunions, uh, anniversaries, all of it. That's J. Mullins Jewelers, 352 West Murphy Boulevard right here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And we are back. Thank you to Rob Mitchell for calling in. Thank you so much. And folks, check out that program, and you can get in touch with your Rutherford County property assessor. Give him a call in his office if you have to. Um, now, we've got something pulled up here that's going to take a few minutes. I beg of you to take time to listen to this, okay? This is important. It's 18 minutes and 40-something seconds, and... It is Curtis of MSNBC. Former Judge J. Model Lutage and Lawrence Tribe, who is the law professor at Harvard University, make the case for Trump's disqualification from public office. Uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment is also known as a disqualification clause. Now, these gentlemen, and I I told Jackson we're going to play most of this, and bear with them. They stammer. They are slow, okay? But these are two of the most brilliant legal minds we have to offer in this country. And there are many others, but these are two of the best. Uh, Jackson, will you play that clip, please? And here we go. Remarkably important article that I implore you all to read in its entirety as soon as this interview is over. Because joining me now are the authors of that article. 
Judge J. Michael Ludig is a former federal judge on the United States Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit. Lawrence Tribe is a professor emeritus at Harvard Law School who taught constitutional law at Harvard for roughly five decades. He's the author of the influential treatise, American Constitutional Law. Gentlemen, uh, we are so honored to have you here this morning. Thank you for writing uh, what you've written because through all the indictments, the January 6th indictment and the Georgia indictment, this is the question that most lay people without a legal education ask me. Is there anything in here that stops Donald Trump, who is shooting to the top of the polls uh, literally every time he's indicted, uh, from becoming the president of the United States again? So I put it to you, Judge Ludig. You you have studied this. You have thought about this a lot. You are the man who, with whom Mike Pence's lawyer consulted uh, before January 6th to make the determination that he was not in a position to overturn the Constitution uh, and count the, the wrong electoral uh, votes. How have you come to this conclusion? Thank you, Ali, for having uh, Professor Tribe and I on, on this morning. Um, Professor Tribe is the most celebrated constitutional mind in America, and he has been that for the past four decades at least. Professor Tribe has been studying the Constitution and even the disqualification clause literally his entire illustrious career. I first came to think seriously about the disqualification clause only in January of 2021 after that fateful day of January 6th. Um, but at that time, I came to the same conclusion that Professor Tribe had come to many years before. And Professor Tribe and I have been discussing uh, this profound question uh, between us uh, privately for over the past two years. Um, in some ways, the, the, one of the most notable things that we say in the Atlantic article this morning is that uh, George Washington, America's very first president, presciently foresaw and anticipated this moment in American history almost 250 years ago in his farewell address. Turning to the, the merits of, of what we have explained uh, in this article. Uh, constitutional analysis, Ali, as, as you well know, does not lend itself to, to sound bites. Uh, in this case, though, it does, when coupled with the, the, the reading of, of this article that, that we, we've done this morning. Uh, and that sound bite is literally that the Constitution in Amendment 14, Section 3, forbids the former president from holding the office of the presidency again because of his uh, uh, conduct in and around January 6, 2021, and specifically uh, in his conduct that um, either uh, constituted an insurrection against the Constitution of the United States or a rebellion against the Constitution of the United States or aid and comfort to the insurrection or rebellion 
that occurred on that fateful day. Under the disqualification clause, the, the, the literal terms, the plain meaning, and now we know through the, uh, the, the, the magnificent research uh, of professors Baud and, and, and Paulson, the original meaning of section three disqualifies the former president from ever holding uh, the presidency again, Allie. And it's, it's not a complicated read. I, for those Americans who have not had the, I'm a naturalized American, so when you become a citizen, you get a copy of this and you can't take your phone into the court. So I've, I've read it several times as I became a citizen. It's 30 pages long. Everybody should just read this. Professor Tribe, uh, in the article, you wrote, the former president's efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election and the resulting attack on the U.S. Capitol place him squarely within the ambit of the disqualification clause, and he is therefore ineligible to serve as president ever again. The most pressing constitutional question facing our country at the moment, then, is whether we will abide by this clear command of the 14th Amendment's disqualification clause, end quote. Tell me how this works, because you read it, you two are constitutional experts, I'm not, but we come to the same conclusion. There are a whole lot of people outside in America who are not coming to this conclusion. So who's the one with the authority to say that Donald Trump or anyone who, who uh, comes up against this clause is ineligible to run for office under the disqualification clause? In other words, who enforces this? First of all, Ali, thank you very much for having me on this morning. It's an honor to share the stage with my friend and perhaps the most distinguished judge in America, though he does not at the moment serve on the Supreme Court, where I long ago thought he ought to serve. It's an honor to be here discussing this extraordinarily vital question. Now, you put your finger on it. The Constitution says a lot of things, but it takes people to honor it and to enforce it. Now, some people have made the mistake of thinking that the many charges against the current president represent the forum in which all of this will be decided. The 91 pending criminal charges in four separate indictments. But in fact, although those criminal prosecutions are terribly important, and it's vital that the president be held accountable and not get away scot-free. The disqualification clause operates all by itself. All of those prosecutions, important as they are, are beside the point when it comes to this clause. This clause says that no one who did what Donald J. Trump obviously did, and he doesn't really deny it, he plays games with what we call it, but he doesn't deny. In fact, he proclaims proudly that he thinks the electoral count should have been stopped. He still blames Vice President Pence for not overturning the election. Constitution itself says that he can't be president. Now, who enforces that? Well, in the first instance, it is the officials who decide whether his name can be put in nomination. That is, can he run as an official candidate in Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Georgia, any other state? Usually it is the Secretary of State who must make that call, just as he or she must decide if 
The president is a natural born citizen. You remember that Donald Trump said that nobody should allow Barack Obama to run for president because he was disqualified. Trump didn't suggest that we need a lawsuit to settle that. Of course, he was wrong, and therefore, secretaries of state did let Barack Obama run. But when any secretary of state decides either to put Donald Trump's name on the ballot for president of the United States in 2024, or to keep his name off the ballot, anyone withstanding to challenge that decision either way, anyone who is harmed by it, a competitor, a voter, will presumably take the Secretary of State to court and say, you did it wrong. This clause of the Constitution doesn't mean what it says. Or it was repealed by the Amnesty Act of 1872. There are all kinds of strange arguments people have made in order to make that clause go away. Or they will say, you should have enforced it. You shouldn't have passed the buck. But whichever way Secretary of State goes, that case will go to court. And because the issue is so momentous, it will end up in the Supreme Court of the United States. Now, that court, even though it has leaned in favor of Donald Trump on a number of occasions, has sometimes done its duty. In all of the cases that reached the court in 2020, the claim that the election was a big lie and that states should be allowed to do what the co-conspirators most recently charged in Georgia said that should be done, uh, those people were ultimately turned back by the Supreme Court. I apologize for that fire alarm in the background, but I hope it will not hurt anyone's eardrums. Yes. I pretty it, much have my If it gets louder, say. Professor, let us know, and we'll let you go and get your fire extinguisher. But for now, we, we hope everything's okay. Well, it, it will turn off. It happened once before. Uh, it will turn itself off. But I think it is ringing the alarm bell uh, for all of us, because yeah. this is a crucial moment for it America. Is, it is, in fact, a metaphor. Um, Judge, uh, in, in this very clause that you talk about, the, the disqualification clause, the last sentence says, but Congress may, by a vote of two-thirds of each house, house, remove such a disability. Lawrence William Baud and William uh, Stokes Paulson wrote, quote, Section 3 is self-executing, operating as an immediate disqualification from office without the need for additional action by Congress. And the clause itself says that Congress's only role in this clause is to remove it if they think it's not true. That means it's not necessary for Congress to act to disqualify Donald Trump as a presidential candidate. Is that how you read it? Uh, it is, Ali. The, the, that specific finding is perhaps the single most important conclusion uh, that was drawn by the professors from from their uh, scholarship, namely that, as Professor Tribe said, the clause is automatic. It is self-executing, which means that, as Professor Tribe just explained, uh, anyone, state or federal, who's charged with listing the candidates for the presidency is obligated under the Constitution to make the decision himself or herself as to whether Donald Trump 
is qualified to be put on the ballot under the Constitution of the United States. Uh, the as to the as to the role for Congress, frankly, and to, until uh, this scholarship by by the two professors, I was not aware uh, of the self-executing feature of uh, Section 3. I'm sure Professor Tribe was. He's written uh, thought and written about the uh, disqualification cause his whole life. But this is this is a momentous significance itself because neither Congress nor Congress through impeachment, nor a judicial order, nor the results of a criminal conviction are needed. As of this moment, under the professor's reading of Section 3 and of my reading and Professor Tribe's, the former president is disqualified from holding the office of the presidency in 2024. Professor Tribe, you know, on January 7th, I remember having a debate with people about whether this is a, a coup or an insurrection or whatever that the case is. Interestingly enough, none of the charges, none of the, the, the indictments discuss insurrection. It's something the January 6th committee wanted done, but it didn't get done. Given that this clause depends on insurrection, does that have to be proved by a court, or do we do we believe our eyes and the video and the statements and the true social posts? How is that litigated? How do we make the determination that Donald Trump violated this section of the Constitution by fomenting an insurrection? Well, the answer is that whoever is responsible in the first instance for applying those words must use his or her own eyes and common sense and the statements made by the president himself when he was president and everything we know. When you actually strip away all of the rhetoric and all of the slogans of those who say that the president at the time should not be held responsible, they don't deny the facts. They don't deny the facts that he encouraged those people to storm the Capitol when his plots that we now know about in detail to have fake electors and to pressure the vice president when all of them failed, the facts are all really undisputed. The president's responsibility is there for all to see. A lot of people have become obsessed with criminal trials. It's all over television. You're presumed innocent until you're proven guilty. Yes, he's presumed innocent before we can decide otherwise in a court of law and inflict punishment. But that's Thank you, Jackson. We're, we're going to cut that off because we're about out of time. Uh, folks, you better listen to these two men, okay? That was courtesy of MSNBC and Ali Velchi earlier this week. It was also played on CNN with uh, Jim Acosta and... Um, Folks, if, if you're not going to listen to me, will you at least listen to scholars on the Constitution? You don't have to listen to me. Listen to them. I didn't mean to, to, to jam up the whole system tonight with, with something that, that was from someone else, but this is important.
you know, people talk about, well, that a minute. I saw one guy, he had a game, well, that was, that, that's, that's nothing to that. That's just a bunch of, bunch of whoop-de-doo. It's amazing to me, when it comes to the Second Amendment, the bunch on the right, the Second Amendment, that's all they say. This 14th Amendment of the Constitution, Section 3, read it. Like Allie Belcher said, I have a copy of the Constitution at the House, a little pocket copy. Like he said, it's only about 30 pages. Take a look Take a look at it and read it. Tell you what, I want to thank all of our sponsors. I want to thank Keep It Running, Heating and Cooling. I want to thank Jay Mullins. Thank uh, Complete Yard Care. Thank all of you so much, Jackson, for being on the board. And thank WGNS. For our call tonight, for Rob Mitchell, thank you. And the rest of you. Till next Sunday night at 8 o'clock. I'll catch you down the road. Good night.